The Bible Study Podcast, episode 353. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Psalms with Psalm 5. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're going to jump right into Psalm 5 today, and this is another Psalm of David. And just in case you're playing it at home, the notes say that it is for pipes. Listen to my words, Lord. Consider my lament. Hear my cry for help, my King and my God, for to you I pray. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait expectantly. For you are not a God who is pleased with wickedness. With you, evil people are not welcome. The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who do wrong. You destroy those who tell lies. The bloodthirsty and deceitful you, Lord, detest. But I, by your great love, can come into your house. In reverence I bow down toward your holy temple. As we said, this is a psalm of David, and one of the reasons I like to point out that it's for pipes is that this is a song. I don't know the tune for it, so I won't be singing it for you. It's interesting for us to remember that these are songs. In fact, I do know a version of Psalm 5, which is one of the reasons that I stopped as I was looking at various psalms. Again, there's 150 different chapters, so I'm not planning on doing all of them. One of the reasons that I like Psalm 5, though, is this talks about David starting his day in the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you. So David is starting his day in prayer. Now, this particular psalm points out a time in David's life when things are not going well, when he has a lot of enemies that he's worried about, when he's worried about the wickedness and evil people. And there's a lot of David's psalms that deal with that. Just like there's a lot of country western songs that deal with breakup It is a time when you are thinking of God. It is a time when you express how you are feeling, or the psalmist did, express how they're feeling. So a lot of these psalms take place in difficult times and take place with difficult people. And when we say difficult people, we're not talking about that guy who keeps eating your lunch in the office, but people who are trying to kill David. Although that guy who keeps taking your lunch is annoying also. But I like the fact that David's solution to that problem is one, to take his feelings and to put it in a prayer to God, to put it in a song, and two, to wake up every morning and turn that into prayer. Now, personally, a morning devotion or a morning quiet time or a consistent routine of morning prayer is something that has taken me years to get to. I am finally at a point in my life where, because I have a to-do list of things that I will check off every day that I have done, I was able to add my morning prayers to that list of things to do so that I always spend some time every day with God. Now, it isn't necessarily the first thing I do. On days that I work for myself, I sometimes do that before I even get out of bed, or I'll do that first thing. On days when I'm commuting into the office, which I do three days a week, I will often save that as a thing that I will do on the train on the way up, because I have some time to myself there. But it's something that I try and get done every day, and I have a list of things, again, written down in my to-do list ask, that I'm consistently praying to God for. Praying to God for reconciliation in relationships, praying to God for my children and specific things that are going on in their lives, for my family and things that are going on there, for the people we know who are sick, the people we know who are mourning, for the ministries that we're supporting, that I try and uplift them in prayer every day, that God would work through them. 
And that's what David is doing here, is he's taking his list of things that he is concerned about, especially those people who are doing the wrong things, and he is giving them to God in the morning. We know that times are tough for David because he started right off with, listen to my words, Lord, consider my lament. So this is a cry of help. Hear my cry for help, my King and my God, for to you I pray. And so it is okay when things are bad. In fact, it's a great way to deal with those things, to take them to God, to take them to our King and our God. And one of the things that's interesting there with the king and the God being separated is king is a matter of authority. So whose authority do you recognize? And we recognize the authority of God when we act as if he were the king in our life, when we act consistent with that authority, with consistent with the things that please God. And we see right here in verse 4, for you are not a God who is pleased with wickedness. We also get the sense that he doesn't like arrogance, People who do wrong, tell lies, bloodthirsty, deceitful, all these things you detest. So David is giving us a list of things that are not the way to ingratiate yourself with God. And so the opposite of that then, doing right, telling the truth, being peaceful, being honest, are the sort of things that God expects from his people. And the psalm continues, Lead me, Lord, in your righteousness. Because of my enemies, make your way straight before me. Not a word from their mouth can be trusted. Their heart is filled with malice. Their throat is an open grave. With their tongues they tell lies. Declare them guilty, O God. Let their intrigues be their downfall. Banish them for their many sins, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. Interesting, as I look at his prayer, I can't say that I pray on a regular basis for the destruction of other people or for the banishment of other people. And yet that is what David is doing. He is basically saying, let those people who are choosing a different route be in some ways hoist by their own petard, receive the rewards of that choice. I would prefer to pray that God would show them the error in their ways and that they would change. Obviously, as someone who does prison ministry, I'm a little more focused on reconciliation, rehabilitation, and grace than the punishment and fear of a just and righteous God, although we certainly find both in the Bible. I also liked here in verse 8, lead me, Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Now, I'm not sure what the because of my enemies part is there. Let's set that aside for a moment. But Lead me in your righteousness, make your way straight before me. I think one of the things that is a great thing for us to wake up in the morning, as David did, and pray to God about is that his way would be straight before us, that we would be clear where God is leading us. Now, certainly in the desert, as the children of Israel were wandering and they had that pillar of smoke by day and that pillar of fire by night, he was making it very clear to them, you go here, we're stopping now, we're going ahead now. 
I think most of us don't see that as we drive into work. We don't get to follow the pillar of cloud, and it will take us to the office or it will take us to the volunteer opportunity. And so we are looking for sometimes, I think, a little more subtle signs. But I think we are praying the same thing that David has. Make your way straight before me. Make it clear, but also lead me in your righteousness. Let me know what it is that you want me to do and lead me away from the things that might have a hold on me. And then he talks about not a word from their mouth can be trusted. Their heart is filled with malice. Well, he's gone back to his enemies. And I think the reason that he is mentioning this and see if this makes sense to you is that it is related to or contrasted to the leadership of God because it's all bunched together here in that sentence. Lead me in your righteousness because of my enemies. So I've got all of these other people whispering my ear that, well, everybody's doing it. All of these people saying, yeah, but all of these people saying, you're not really going to do that, are you? All these people saying, but what are people going to say? But he's saying, not a word of their mouth can be trusted. Their heart is filled with malice, meaning that what they are saying does not intend good things for me. The throat is an open grave with their tongue they tell lies. That if I follow the advice and the wisdom uh, that I'm hearing from them, it is a path that leads away from God, and therefore it is a path that leads to death. So he's basically saying when he says, declare them guilty, let their intrigues be their downfall. I think he's also saying, don't let me get caught up in their intrigues. Don't let me get caught up in all those many sins. Don't let me get caught up in their rebellion. But let me take refuge in you. Let me hide in you from all of these things that are around me, all of these things that are whispering at me, all of these things on the radio, all these things in my friends, all these things in friends that may not really be friends because they're not suggesting things that are in my best interest. That's the kind of friends that aren't really friends at all. Take refuge in you and be glad and ever sing for joy. And David reminds himself and reminds us then that God protects the righteous. He blesses them and he puts his favor around us as with a shield. May God put his favor on you this week. May he surround you with his favor as a shield, protect you from all of the other voices that are trying to direct you. And may you hear his voice and follow that. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or to leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. felt conflict between your faith and feelings? If so, you're not alone. My name's Carly Mercouillier. I'm a licensed therapist and the host of the Therapy and Theology podcast, where we explore popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. I want to invite you to join me every Thursday as we fearlessly name the complexities of our reality, grow in the awareness of who we are, and rediscover the power and purpose of our unique stories through the lens of the gospel. Subscribe today at lifeaudio.com.